Ladies and gentlemen, we have returned, folks. This is the Ryan Show FM broadcasting all over the place. This is your host, Ryan Vernell, joined by my two cohorts, as per norm, the legendary socialite Hamptons Dave and the even more legendary MC of the Lost Boys, Mr. Cheeks is in the house, baby. What's going on, gentlemen? What it do? What is up? What's up? Always good to be. Always good to be with the team. Always good to have everybody in here. Uh, nice. Got the Mac Daddy checking in. Yeah, Mac Daddy. We got yes. Mac Daddy in the Zoom here. Balls are stepping up. We're really building a dream team here, guys, because we do have another athlete. And by another, I mean I should say the only athlete. No offense, <laughs> gentlemen. Uh, here to join us tonight. Uh, formerly of the San Francisco 49ers and a few other teams, but that says I know him best, uh, picking off Troy Aikman right before that, uh, that legendary Super Bowl in which the, uh, the 49ers did win. It's good to have the one and only Eric Davis in the building tonight. You hear him on the radio, a broadcasting personality, joining our dream team here in the Zoom chat. Eric Davis, how are you tonight, my friend? I'm well, man. Holding on for, like an old man. Holding on for an old man, better than a dead man. Oh, stop it! Old is so relative. To an old man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know it's all relative, but I, you yeah. know, many moons. I, I got yep. a whole lot. I got dog years on you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got you, you got the pedigree too. So yes, you put yeah, that exactly. work in. <laughs> you put that work in. You've got yeah. the pedigree for sure. First off, I gotta ask, how's everything going? It's been a very strange year. Uh, a lot of transitions, a lot of changes, but how are you holding up with uh, this 2020 madness? Um, you know what? Surviving like everybody else. The family is well and, you know, healthy. That's all you can really ask for, um, you know, to, to be honest about it. Just surviving it like everybody else. You know, you, you, you have the days where you're a little claustrophobic. You have the days where, you, you know, you want it to all end, but then you sit back and say, we got to do what's necessary to get out of this and just, and just um, deal. Uh, that's it. But, you know, I also have been trying to use the time to do other things. Learned a lot, you know, branched off into some other avenues, you know, since you've been locked up. So just trying to take advantage of it and um, survive it. What are some of those avenues that you're branching off into? Um, just getting more on the other side of things, um, getting involved with some guys um, on production side uh, into um, actually venturing off into um uh, creating a new network. Uh, we're, we're looking into that with, with, with a few gentlemen. Uh, we're putting together that, a, a new um, um, television network. Um, also working with, you know, children with kids, put together something. Uh, it's called Athlete Brand Guard to really let the next generation understand what it's like uh, to be in athletics. Uh, because the truest form, we all, we all love um, – we all love reality television, but the truest form, the only true form of reality television is um, sports. Yeah. You can't definitely. script the unscripted. The Kardashians are scripted, yep. you know, but you can't script the ball game. And the players in that game, the athletes, you got to understand that you are a reality television star and the difference is that the cameras don't cut off. So we kind of put together some things to let guys understand what it's like when you are actually there because cheeks i can sit here talk to you nobody can tell you what it's like to be famous <laughs> until you're famous yeah no doubt you, you know what i'm yeah, saying there, no there are things that there are things that to this day you can tell people that happened and, and people will just swear up and down you're lying about it <laughs> no doubt no question no <laughs> so well, that so that's something else we're trying to do to let these you know avoid the pitfalls learn from the mistakes but also yeah. know that 
you know what? Actually, there is sex in the champagne room. And yeah. there are things that, that are going to go on. How do you handle that? How, how are you going to move on from it and give them the real truth? So that's something else that, that I've been working on. But actually, we have going and we're ready to start implementing. So, yeah, taking advantage of the time. How do you do that? How do you teach kids that, yeah, you have no idea what you're in for? Just get ready. Like, like how do you prepare somebody for that type of stardom? You tell them the truth. You, you as a poll, you know, the old method was to walk in and say, hey, guys, don't have sex. Don't do drugs. Don't drink and drive. Stay out of trouble. How, how well has that worked? So, so, yep. the other, so this is the thing. Guess what? You're going to do drugs. I don't care if you do drugs. I'm not going to tell you not to do drugs. What I'm going to tell you is that I shouldn't find out about it. You're going to drink. You're going to have sex. You're going to get in trouble. So how do you go from making that mistake to coming back from it? Because everyone always acts like life is over when you do something wrong. Life is over when you have that, when, you know, when you, when you step in that pothole, no, h- how do you fix it? H- how, how do you try to avoid it? How do you learn from those things? How do you try to avoid the self? You talk to them about self-inflicted wounds, but hey, man, when you get cut, okay, this is what you got to do to heal. These are the people. This is how you got to try to position yourself. You got to understand how to do things. Like, hell, I didn't know when I was in college that I should have been on a first name basis with the president of the university. Talk to these guys. Why, why, when, the coach was, when the coach was having me shake hands of all of these guys after the game and taking me up to the press box to meet, meet all these guys, you know what? I should have known all of those boosters personally because those are the people that are the business leaders yep. in the area that you, can, that you can start to connect with and collab with to help you move forward. So if oh, things man. are going correctly – then you can work. If things aren't going or if things are going incorrectly, these are the people in your circle that you can fall back on. So all of that's the type of stuff that I try to get the guys to understand how to take advantage of the system. Since you are this reality star and everybody's making money off of you, how do you get your cheese? You, you, you're not going to get the whole bag, but how do you get as much of it as you possibly can? Because remember, you're earning money for them, man. Your name, yeah. your likeness, your image. It's, it's, it's earning revenue. How do you keep as much of it? So that's the way I talk to them. Your image, your bag. That's all that matters to kids now. So really? how, how do you Great. take advantage of those two things? That's, 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 that's especially now, it's looking like college is going to go in the direction where kids are going to be able to use their name and their Absolutely. likeness to you know, either sign autographs or do stuff like that rather than when it used to be like the Fab Five. You know, that's the one where they're like, all these kids are wearing my jerseys. Everybody's making money off my name except me. So, you know, it's right. Someone needs to push them in that direction and show yeah, them. Yeah, you know, I've always that. thought that, man. You, so so that's, that's what we're doing because, I, you, like I said, you, you let the kids know. The first article, I'm a kid. I'm from the South, man. I'm, I'm from Anniston, Alabama. And I told these guys, like, I didn't realize the very first article that was written about me when I was in the fourth grade, um, I look back on it now. I understand I was starting to earn somebody revenue. The only reason they wrote that article is so that eyes would get on it and buy the paper at that time. The only reason they're talking about you in high school and college. So you can get clicks. So you can get guys on your sites. So you can pay get those advertising dollars. So you are earning revenue. And you go to college, you, you go to you go to one of these power five conferences, you've already, you know, you're already earning you know, $75,000, a year. That's how you got to start looking at it. Like you're generating revenue. So if they're giving you eighty five dollars to play a game, you know they're making four hundred and eighty five dollars off of you. Right. 
So you got to you got to start figuring out how to how to get the, get that, and that's that's the part of it that that brand guard. That's that's how we kind of put it together. That's why we even call it athlete brand guard to get their attention. Nobody has a personality anymore. Everybody's got a brand. Yeah, it's true. And these guys got to get used to this new evolution in thought. These colleges, I guess, slowly, like Dave says, they are, and they're changing their policies. But yeah, I mean, it's not it's not fair. It's not right. So it's great that somebody is teaching them how to monetize their brand and monetize their likeness when other people are making all this money on it. Yeah, it, it just how to keep as much of it as you possibly can. Yeah. Because yeah. that's that's the thing that you got to know. You, as I said, you can't keep it all. None of us can keep it all. Yeah. But how do you keep as much of that pie as you can because you got to give out slices? And then it goes back to the other things. Like I said, you got to know if you're going off into the champagne room, you pay your tab. Yep. You can't, you can't, you, you know, you know what I'm saying? You can't, <laughs> there are certain guys that do things to get themselves in trouble. You, guys, you can't renegotiate once you close the door. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes you wonder, like, had some of our favorite athletes known some of these things before they got into the world of professional athletes, maybe they would have done a little bit better or there wouldn't have been as many crazy predicaments they were in. So it makes a lot of sense. That's good for some, that's like, uh, that should be some rap shit too. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. yes. Yes, that, I mean, that goes to rap artists too. Like my, you know, like yeah, I wish somebody told us some of that. Shit. I'm telling you, and, and you know, and that's how we got the whole site set up and everything. Because you, and you're right, because you look at it and you just see these are things that are going to happen. Knowing you're putting yourself in certain situations, and it, it, hey, you can make the choice to do it, right? But just know these are the consequences that are real. Right, these are real things that you got to deal with. But it, but once you get in trouble, how do you fix it? How do you try and fix it? How you, that, because that's the thing. They make it seem like, you, okay, well, this, this guy got himself in trouble and this guy lost all of his money and, and he's, he's a bum and he's dumb. And businesses go bankrupt every single day and they bounce back. Why? Because what we were talking about earlier, they know the circle, they know the system, they know how to get to the people that can help them get out of the hole. Just because you step in a hole, that means you got to lay there and die. Good. But that's what they teach us. That Have you, you had get it in a hole, you're done. That's not true. Is there anybody that you've pulled out of the hole, per se? Anybody that uh, maybe has retired for a while and you've been able to like teach them how to monetize their brand even after being out of, out of the uh, spotlight, per se? You know what? I'm going to say yes. Um, I'll say yes. And then I'm going to leave it at that because I'm not going to put them out there. <laughs> All right, well, we'll leave it. We'll leave it at that then, um, yeah. because there's plenty more to talk about, especially with recent things that you're getting into. I heard you're uh, you're you're in the middle of starting a podcast, or you've just started a podcast. Um, started a podcast. Uh, it's on the Believe Podcast Network. Believe it. Believe in 49ers. Um, you know, because, you know, 49ers centric, but we talk all ball. We talk about everybody, everything mm -hmm. that's happening in the league. Um, but because I'm an old head niner, they asked me if I'd do that one. So, yeah, we've been doing that. It's growing. We're getting more more ears on it. First of all, nobody even knew I was doing it. Um, but, yeah, I, I enjoy it. We just, I, I talk ball and what I try to do. And if we get into that here, you'll see I, I'm not an X's and O's guy. I, I, I know the X's. I understand the O's. I watch all the film. But I have always believed as an analyst, my job is to tell the story of what those mean. Yeah. My job, I, you, can get, you can get the X's and O's on your phone. You can get the stats yeah. on your phone. Yeah, exactly. What do the stats mean? That's what an analyst is supposed to do. Because there's a difference in a commentator and an analyst. Because mm -hmm. a lot of guys call themselves analysts and they're really commentators. 
I personally believe you can't analyze something that you haven't. If, if you've never seen your reflection, don't try to tell me what it looks like. That's kind of how I feel about yeah. it. You, you know, it, it, I may know music, but I can't tell you what it's like to get on that on that stage and try and spit some bars. I can't. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I've never been there. I don't know what that feels like. I don't know what that creation is like. It's the same with sports. So my job as an analyst, and that's what we do on the show. I work with a guy named Rashawn um, Haylock. And, um, you, you know, we just kind of go back and forth and just, and just talk about the circumstances. What is like? I, you, how, how do you feel when these things go on? And, and the circumstances that can lead to this from a guy getting traded to a coach getting fired to a game being won or lost. That's, that's what we do at, on, at Believe in 49ers. So, um, you know, you know, it's growing. Every month is growing, which means we hadn't screwed up too bad. That's so, what matters. You see yeah, that little bit of growth that. here? It's tough with podcasts when everybody has a podcast. You're competing against so many other podcasts. But that leads me to your network. Is this a part of this upcoming network that you guys are building behind the scenes, or is this a separate endeavor? This is a completely separate endeavor. Completely separate endeavor. Actually, and you guys are the first. This is the first time I've even said it out loud. Hot uh, takes here on the Ryan show. Takes. Yeah, I, we've never <laughs> haven't even said it out loud. And and you know, so so there are some things that we're working on. Um, and you know what? If we, if we get further down the road, if I don't bore you guys too much, maybe once once we get there, I'll come back and and give you guys. We a love that anytime, we, anytime. We, yeah, yeah. So we we've been working on this. Mm, you know, not not quite a year, um, but the goal is to have things up and going by um, July 2021. Um, but yeah, yeah, look, it's looking good. It's, looking it's good. the perfect time to good start luck. it. There's like such an influx of broadcasters and athletes that are looking for a role on the mic. And as a fan, that's what we want to hear. We want to hear, like you said, more people that have actually been looking at themselves in the mirror that have actually been there and done that. It's the age old tale. Sometimes you hear, I don't want to, I don't want to say the names, but you hear some of these quote unquote analysts that have never played a game of football and it must be hard to take them seriously, especially if you are a football player. Cause I know as a fan, Sometimes it's hard to take them seriously. Uh, well, it's just some some guys just it, they just it's just they're just yeah. wrong. Let me just <laughs> <laughs> they're just wrong. Um, and and I, I'm not going to say, and I'm not one to say that you have to play something to study it um, and understand it and um, have a good feel for it. You 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 don't necessarily have to play to be able to talk the game, but. There are just certain circumstances. If you've never been the guy in the arena, in the arena, if you ain't ever had your tit in the ringer, don't tell me what it feels like to get it squeezed. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to hear it. I, it's just. It's just. It's really that simple. Guys, yeah. You know, and I tell guys that all the time. You ain't never had jock itch in your life, but you're trying to say what this athlete is supposed to do. Like, come on now, don't give right. me that. Don't and then that. hold them to those like standards and those expectations too. I get like certain things, it's business, and it is their job to be an analyst and to form those opinions and sometimes even be over the top and dramatic yeah. and bring out that emotion in us that's like, dude, shut up. But yeah, I can imagine it being frustrated. So Yeah, just don't get I, – I, I hate it when they get into the, the person. Analyze the sport. Yeah. Talk about my play. Um, a good catch is a good catch. If I miss the layup, I miss the layup. You know what? If I struck out, I struck out. But don't start talking about my effort. Don't start talking yeah. about what I'm thinking. Don't start talking about what I should have done. And if I had paid, atten uh, paid attention to this, like, man, shut up. Yeah, or woman, shut up. Whichever one's talking, you don't know what it's like 
So, so don't tell yeah. me what I should be paying attention to. So, so yeah, that's, that's a part of it as well. So yes, you know, maybe, maybe I do get a little, I didn't realize it, but maybe I do get a little salty about it. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. There's, there's variables, no matter what it is, whether it's sports or making sushi or whatever it is that you're doing, um, unless you're doing it, it's hard to, to really have a full understanding of whatever it is that you're talking about. Yes. I, just like right now, what we're all doing. Um, the only way you can, you can take all the classes you want. You can, you can um, be a communications major, journalism major, all of these things. But the only way to know how to be on TV is to be on TV. The only way to know how to be on a mic is to be on a mic. Some things you have to do. If you, until you get on here talking live and what you say, you put it out there. It's being recorded. It's, somebody's putting it on wax until that happens. It, it's You don't know what it's like. And everyone thinks they know what it's like until they see that light come on in front of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're a deer in the headlights. You're not ready. Absolutely. Wise words. Wise words indeed, wow. Mr. Eric Davis in studio right now. We're going to play a little bit of music in between. And before we come back, we're going to talk some more football. We got a lot of questions to ask you about your days with the 49ers and then some. But is there a particular song that you've heard recently that you'd like us to show to the fans of the Ryan Show FM tonight? Oh, see, you hate to what? put you on the spot, but I know you like hip hop. You got cheeks on your playlist. You just put me. You you put. Well, you know what? Um, I, you know, I'm I'm. I'll be easy. I'll I'll be real easy on here. Um, I the last thing that I listened to today when I was finishing up my run was um was uh, Renee. See that's that? the last. That's Good that's man. the exact last thing I listened to. Yes. One of the best yeah. stories. Honestly, Chief, yeah. I'm not saying this because you're here right now. One of the greatest stories in hip hop, and we've never played Renee in the past year at least on the Ryan Show. We play all the other songs, Mr. Cheeks, so don't get too mad. But this is it. This is like one of the greatest hip hop songs of all Agreed. time. We're bringing That's it to it. the essence. One of the greatest stories. And if you're a blunt smoker like myself, a lot of great Damn. references to catch. I want everybody to, let, let's let's do a little <laughs> challenge here. Let's count how many blunts Mr. Cheeks smokes in the song Renee. If you know. Then let us know on Instagram yeah, at the Ryan Show. Dinner, after yeah, dinner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Folks, this is the Ryan Show FM. Lost Boys in at? the building, baby. Mr. Cheeks is in the house. Eric Davis, let's go. Yeah. What? Come on. Come on. Shorty had to die I reminisce over my ghetto princess Every day give it up for my shorty, shorty. 
moms gave her Got off the train about 6.34 She wasn't sure she had grub for the dog So we hit the store Went to the crib and turned the lights on A mad magazine stand For messes to write on I let the couch stereo system with crazy CDs Understand kids she got cheese She said she's do what you want She said I'm gonna feed the dog I said alright well I'ma roll this blunt She came back with stretch pants and a ponytail and t-shirt Hey yo fam I got a tenderoni girl We sitting on the couch chatting We're smoking blunts off the balcony, we're staring at Manhattan She started feeling on my chest, I started feeling on the breast And there's no need for me to stress the rest Hey yo, I got myself a winner, we sparked the blunt before we ate And the blunt after we ate dinner She had a tattoo, she only wanted to go to see But first turn the lights and turn up the Joe to see I'm like, whatever, shorty ride, we could swing it like that Cause on the real, this is where it's at I get a love is the law that we live by Turned light one up if you haven't yet. This is the Ryan Show FM, and that was Renee, a song by Mr. Cheeks and the Lost Boys. Eric Davis in the house. This is the Ryan Show FM. What's up, everybody? Yes, sir. What's going on? Mm-hmm. It's a good. It's going down. It's it going is down. going down. So we can finally ask. Did were you were you smoking Philly blunts at that time? Because I know you're with the woods now. Yeah, yeah. I was smoking Philly blunts. Okay. Good dags. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you remember oh, when I you made the switch? Them though, right? Yeah. Yeah. You got to lick it and all that. That is not what we're doing. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of <laughs> work to roll I'm the I'm unraveling it. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely easy to roll the backwoods. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although I got to say, I'm still a fan of the Dutch. Still a fan of the Dutch master. Cut it down. Cut it down. Yeah, and, and I know some people like to like twist it and unravel it and re-roll it. I don't even do that. I, like you said, I just slice it. 
Hell yeah. I unravel it. Skillet. I'm unraveling, baby. On that Cuban joint. <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, finally, the best part of the evening, we can talk football. We can finally ask those questions that we've always been wondering. And I'm going to start by saying this. You did play for two of the greatest quarterbacks ever. So right off the jump, to those that are not listening, yes, we have the Eric Davis here, the cornerback for the 49ers. I can only imagine what those practices were like. First off, let's go. Let's take it back to those uh, early years in the 90s. You played for both, uh, with both Joe Montana and Steve Young. So yeah. first off, when you were in practice with these guys, who was it, who, who was it tougher to catch a pickoff, Joe Montana or Steve Young? Because it was the later years of Joe Montana, albeit he was still a beast. Oh, oh, well, I mean, he was still Joe. Yeah. Yeah. He was Joe. He's Joe Montana. We never thought we could lose with Joe. So um, a lot more goes into picking a pass off than just a quarterback. So you got to also understand that I was chasing around Jerry Rice and John Taylor and Brent Jones. And, uh, you know, so it was it was competition at the highest level. So and the thing about it, you either got better or you got cut. That's just, that's just how it was because they weren't taking it easy. And, and um I know to this day, I had more reps. When I was drafted, I mean, I went to a little Division II school, and, and, and the DB coach that drafted me was named Ray Rhodes. And Ray Rhodes came to me, and he asked me. He asked me. I, I will never forget it. And later he told me, he was like, that's one of the reasons I drafted you, because he asked me, he said, what do you, what's your little ass going to do when I throw you out there in front of 80 and tell you to cover him? Yeah. And I told him, I said, I'm going to kick his ass. I'm going to ball up my fist and kick his ass. And um, – he he definitely wanted to make certain that I I wasn't just selling tickets because he um he threw me out there I literally all day every day 80s on the field you cover 80 so like I said I was going to either get better or I was going to get cut because Jerry was not going to take it easy so it was it was I mean all out understand that we did not. We did not want to give them anything. Yeah. And I have told Jerry, he and I have had this, you know, we're all old men now. We've graduated. I mean, we've uh, retired. But I kind of told, I told Jerry, you better be glad I was on your team because you wouldn't have broken all those records. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we practice, would go huh? at it. We yeah. would literally, go, all of us would go at it. And, um, um, and, that, and I always say it, it's the iron sharpens iron thing because you think about it. You, yes, you had Joe Montana and Steve Young, Hall of Fame quarterbacks. But there's a reason why you also had so many all-pro and Pro Bowl DBs um, coming out of there with Ronnie and Eric Wright and Don Griffin and myself and Dion and Merton Hanks and Tim McDonald because we weren't trying to just sit there and let them hand us our ass. Hey, hey, no, no, we ain't built like that, man. We're ball players. We ain't, Why? Ain't, no, ain't no punks. You got to understand, the locker room, there, there are 53 guys on, that, on the football team, and you got 53 alphas. And the game yeah. is about who are going to be the alphas of the alphas. Ain't, right. None of us are soft. <clears throat> no, now, you know, and no, no, nobody's soft. You know, like some, now some guys might have, have a higher body count than others, but ain't nobody soft. So yeah. you go out and you compete, man, and that's, that's how it was. So, I, it, you know, did I ever pick off Joe? Yeah. Did I ever pick off Steve? Yeah. But, you know, like I said, a lot more goes into it than just – who the quarterback is, although there are some guys that are playing right now that are hot garbage. This is a very analyst question of me. I apologize. But very great answer to, to very, uh, man, I can only imagine what those practices were like. I know about Brian the hot garbage. Was popping. What do you I'm mean? A, I'm a Jets fan. The illest answer. Oh. The illest answer. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Yeah, well, now, first of all, I heard somebody say that they're a Jets that's, fan. Yeah, and, that's um, me. You know what? I, I'm, I, I'm sorry, man. I yeah, was going to tell you. I blame that on your parents for getting you yeah. into that. That, <laughs> that, that should have never happened because now that, that is a trash organization right there. So it, Top to bottom my whole life. It's not going to – and that's where it starts, man. The, the, yep. problem, the problem with the Jets is like most losing teams, everybody thinks and, – and you know as a Jet fan, don't you always hear – if, if we get a new head coach, if we just yep. get a quarterback, not, we just get a wide receiver. It's always that one thing you're chasing. No, the yep. only thing. A new you, owner. No, 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 no. <laughs> the first thing, you, what's philosophy? You got to have one philosophy. <laughs> what are we about? How do we try to win? What are we going to build around and how do we establish that? The Baltimore Ravens, I mentioned that name. They, you, you know they win a certain way. Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers. win a certain way. The 49ers that you talked about. I was going to say, about, yep. Bill Walsh, how he put the system together. Yes. Things were done a certain way. The Patriots, yep. things are done a certain way. The Jets, dude, they don't <laughs> things know. Things are done a certain way. It's just not the right way. It's the wrong way. way. No, yeah. I'm sorry about that, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, know. That, that, I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't I'll just – It's almost like you can't get mad at me for not being loyal. Yeah, me that's what I did. I'm only got two games in the bags. At least we got some Super Bowls, though, with the Giants, Mr. Cheeks. With the Jets, it really is just a travesty. Like, I remember back in the day with the NBA, they they had talks about owners stepping in, like when the Knicks are just so bad and when Donald Sterling's just so bad. People almost, like, want, like, a higher-up to step in and get involved. Do you think that'll ever actually happen? Um, no, I don't think that's going to happen unless like some of the things we've seen, like, you know, you've seen the, you've seen the Sterling say some stupid shit and when that yeah. said, now guys are gonna, you know, now you gotta be removed. So unless you put yourself in that situation, remember it's the billionaire's boys club, man. So, right. you know, yeah. all these guys, when stuff started going, they're gonna stand on their money. And, um, at the end of the day, they're all making money. Doesn't matter if they win or lose, they're making money. They make they make more of it if they win because the TV, you know, that, that's the part about it. Fans always, and I get that all the time. I'm I'm paying your salary and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I'm like, actually, you're not. You're paying for parking. You're paying for your memorabilia. You yeah. know, you're, you're, that's what you're that's what you're paying for. Television pays the it's salary. Paying yes. Yeah, so the so the so the sponsorships and the television rights, you know, Fox and ESPN and CBS, they pay the salaries. So that's so that's why I'm saying that it's you're not going to remove an owner if they're if you know because everybody's making money. So that's that's the thing about it. You know, this guy just wrote you a check for two billion dollars. I wish you would walk in my office telling me I got to go. <laughs> slap you, slap you with a stack of hundreds. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Good point, Dan. So you're hopeless, Dave, at this point. We just got to pray that philosophy gets through <laughs> that owner's head. Wow. And then think about that. Woody. Woody is part of the power six. Woody yes. runs the league. Yeah. Yeah. Woody, Woody, um, Dan Snyder. Um, um, what's the guy? I can't, why can't I think of his name? Up in um, New England. Kraft. Kraft. Kraft and um, Jerry Jones. Um, those, those four guys right there. There are two others, but those four guys right there, they run the NFL. But what yeah. they say goes. So Woody, Woody is he's not going anywhere. I'm sorry. Unless he just gets bored. That's better. I mean, I like Woody more than Chris. 
Okay. <laughs> Spoken yeah. from a Jets fan. Spoken yeah. from a Jets fan there. But uh, wow. Let's go on to uh, better better feelings. I always okay. like to ask, you know, professional players, you played in some crazy games. Any better feeling than, than walking on the field in the Super Bowl? Like crazier, just um, rush of emotion, just you, everything you, that – Can I tell you something? It's funny. I um, The Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl, I was asked this question right after. I've been asked years later. You just asked me right now. Um, it was, you know how you see these guys all dancing and playing in the confetti and everything, making the snow angels and all that. It was relief for me. It was relief. Um, because every, I walked into, so when we talk about that philosophy, when I walked in and this is what Bill Walsh had established, when you walk into the locker room every single day, literally every single day, meeting started off, man, we're here to win championships and this is how we're going to do it. That's, that was just that was it. Like, man, we're here to win a championship. This is how we're gonna do it. The owner of the team, Eddie DeBartolo, he would always talk about he would always talk about the the four good seasons because at that time we hadn't won five. He was like, we've had four good seasons. Now you're talking about a team that went damn near thirty years straight winning double digit games. Um, but but he only talks about four good seasons because he had four Super Bowls. So that was the mindset. So I had come close. And I, I had lost in three um, NFC championships. And I was always told that you, you get a key to the building and you can always come in if you bring new furniture. By new furniture, they meant those Super new, Bowl trophies. The hardware, yeah. When you walk into the building. And I hadn't brought new furniture. So getting there, after we beat Dallas, I knew that that was the Super Bowl. When that we was beat them. It was over, and they asked me again. It's on. It's it is in Sports Illustrated. They said, "When did you feel like you had control of this game?" They were talking about the Super Bowl, and I said, "Right after we beat Dallas, because mm-hmm. <laughs> that was it." So it was it was relief, and honestly, you know, all of those images of the guys after the game celebrating and everything. The game was over. I walked right into the locker room. I sat in front of my locker. Um. And I started taking things off. I took a deep breath and I said to myself, I was like, whew, okay, that's done. I, when, and if you think about that Super Bowl, you will remember Jerry Rice and Steve Young up on the podium getting the, getting the trophy and Steve screaming and everything. I was showered, fully, fully um, dressed, ready to go when that happened. I was in the locker room probably 45 minutes by myself. Um, Nuts. Just quiet because like I said it was it was relief I, I looking back I wish I had enjoyed it more mm-hmm. I wish I had taken it in more but it was I was so I was so locked in and focused on not being the guy to screw it up for everyone else I was and you did it you did it like the, the most the play that sticks out to me was the I believe it was the first drive of the game where you picked off Aikman that kind of set the precedent that pick six that you had in the beginning of that NFC championship, what did that feel like when you grabbed that pass? It, it, set, it set the tone. It set the tone because before the game, before that game, I was sitting at my locker and, and Prime was right there and his locker was next to mine. So Dion came in and, and what people forget about, the, that's when the legend of Prime started. Legend of Prime was yeah. people. We used to sit there and watch him on film and we'd be like, ooh, that kid in Atlanta. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, he's nice. So we all knew how good he was. But remember, he was in Atlanta getting his ass handed to him twice a year by us. They were in our division. 
you know, the, the year before he left there, I mean, they had won six games in Atlanta. Dang. So this was the first time Prime was in the playoffs doing something. So before that game, he walked in. He, and so he sat down next to me, and I'll never forget it. He was like, hey, man, what you think? How, how, how you feel? And I just looked at him, and I just said, we got this, bro. Don't you worry about it. And he looked at me, and he smiled. He was like, okay, okay, we got this. So when that play happened, I think it kind of just it, – it just kind of energized everybody that uh, – not today. Not today. We had lost to these dudes two years in a row. And the year – the previous you – know, 92, we should have beaten them. We were better than them in 92, and, and yeah. we let one get away. 93, if we play that team again – 20 more quarters is only going to get uglier. That was the best football team I ever played against, ever played against. And then I still say the best football team ever assembled was my 94 team. And that's what, that's what it took to beat that team. That was the number one defense that year, right? So we went in. No, you know what? We weren't number one defensively. We were number six defensively. The reason we had the number one offense, the number six defense. And the only reason our defense was ranked number six is because I can I know seven, maybe eight games out of sixteen on defense as starters, we weren't even playing. Yeah. <laughs> they take us out. The yeah. only, Eddie D would call down, he'd call down, you'd go over to this phone and they think we're talking to somebody up in the press box. It would be Mr. D on there saying, Get off the field. <laughs> like this game is over, get off the field. And that's so we do that. So so back to that play, that play against Troy, I literally I, I literally tell you guys this, Tim McDonald and I, we literally watched every single offensive snap of the Cowboys that for that season. And something popped up that a particular play that they ran only on the first third down of the game. Mm. It had to be on the, it was, it wasn't after a kick. It wasn't after a punt. It was on the, if they received the ball on the opening kick, not after the other team scored, if they got it on the opening kick, the first third down in between six and nine yards, they ran this particular play. The first third down of the game, after they received the opening kick, it was third and eight. And now you got to be in the right defense. You got to be, you got to see the right formation, the right personnel. So all of that was happening. So when they came out of the huddle, I saw the personnel and I looked at T Mac and I was like, this might be it. When they walked out of the when they walked out of the huddle, and K-Dub got in the slot. I turned to T-Mac. He was looking at me at the same time. And I said, here it is. We, we, we literally history. said it. We looked each other yeah. in the eye. And I was like, here it is. And so now the trick is to not let Troy know that you know what Troy is about to do. Yeah. And to this day, he still tells me, I can't believe you fooled me on that one. <laughs> we were in a trap. And, I, and I, I got to pick his pocket. So dumb jock is, a, is, a, dumb jock is an oxymoron because you – you have to be able to think, even down to the thing when people always say a corner has got to have a short memory. Like, no, you, you, you have to remember what's happening. You just got to have the balls to not give a damn. You got me on that play. Guess what? You must be pretty good. You got me on that play, but it's a gunfighter's mentality. Um, and the thing, the thing about the guys that, that survive at the corner position, you understand. A gunfighter knows, you, I'm going to get shot eventually. I'm going to run into somebody who's quicker, faster, shoot straighter. But guess what? Just because you shot me does not mean before I hit the ground, I'm not going to get my trigger off. <laughs> I, you might get me, but you're going to get got. 
And that's the mindset that you got to have as a corner. So you got to be able to think things through and, and stay calm in that moment. You can't play football mad. You can't be angry because when you're angry, when you're mad, we've all been there. We, you miss stuff. You, you, you take yep. a step that you shouldn't think. You, you know, you, you, you say something that you don't need to say. So you got to be focused. You can be intense. So you got to remember all these things. So that's how it was. You just remember what's happening. You see it now. Guess what? You're useless if you don't take advantage of it. So yeah. now it's about that moment. When you get that moment, you got to be bigger than the moment. That's, <laughs> that's all it is. You got to be big in that moment because there are a lot of different plays and we've all experienced that. that there are things that happen in a lot of situations, but when that moment comes, you got to drop them. And you got to you got to be there. It's like you know what? Either I win this one or I lose one. But you know, cheeks, right? You, you know? better know it. I've seen a lot of right? You've seen a lot of breaks and you've seen a lot of blow. There yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> you better grab that. You better grab that. Make it big, baby. They put you on that stage with the best of them. You better show them you the best of them. There it is. There it is. And so, and you know, and, and it's funny. In my career up until that time, up until that time, because I had come from this small school, it was always the stage is too big. You can't do this. You can't do that. It, it's so funny. All I did in college was play cat coverage. I went to this little tiny two school. And by cat coverage, I mean it was I, myself at one corner and my other corner was named Daryl Malone. We called him Pony. Pony and I from a Division two school, we both got drafted. So we were pretty good. But and it was like that. by cat coverage, it'd be like, okay, ED, you got that cat. Pony, you got that cat. It was man-to-man -to -man coverage, bump and run every day for four straight years. That's yeah. all I played every game. Yeah. Every game, every snap, but then when I get to the Niners, all the press is like, well, he can't play man coverage. Like, that's that, that was it. I had to learn all the other stuff. Mm. But, you know, so all of that. So, but that game, that moment, playing with Prime and Merton and all of these guys, it gave me the opportunity to show that I belong. So that's what I always loved about it. I love being there. I love being on that stage. I love having the opportunity to sink or swim, man. Yeah. And that, that's that's what that that game right there that moment was yeah, that was something and I and I'll put it this way George Seaford who was the head coach at that time at the ring ceremony he told me something he said you do realize that they will never be able to tell the story of the 49ers without mentioning your name ever again and I was and and you know and and I kind of looked at him. He was like, "That's big." He was like, "That's big." He was like, "They can't talk about them without talking about you." He was like, "It's us now." It's an ultimate so, highlight, epic moment in the history of football. There. Yeah. So I I feel I feel good about as I started this off by not screwing it up for everybody else. That was one of <laughs> the, that really that was one of our that was one of our hallmarks. There. It was like, "Don't be the guy." We would always say, "Don't be the guy," and by what we meant by that was don't be the guy to screw it up for everyone else. Huh. You, there was a, a healthy fear of failure. And it wasn't that – and by fear of failure, not that I can't do it. It was I know with every part of my being that I am capable of doing it. So, like we just said, when that moment comes, do it. Do it because if not, you're useless. To you're useless. To you, the monster can't move forward without you. Without you taking your bite, because you know only one way to eat an elephant, bro. Only one way. Black, 
One cat looks at an elephant like ain't no way. The next one's like, let me take a bite. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want that dude that's gonna take a bite. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Very good point. We all know, we all know, and we've been around people, and it's like in ball, man. We and and this is something funny. I don't know how much they do it now, but when I played, I I didn't realize that running them were doing it to me when I first got drafted. But as I got older, they would bring guys in and when the draft picks and they would let, let them hang with us kind of like the college thing, like to hang with us and just see, cause everybody who gets to the NFL is good, but it's not about being good. It's about being consistent. It's about having a certain mindset to be able to deal with that pressure and the stress and everything that comes along with it. The expectations. Uh, cause everybody likes it when they're, when they're wearing your Jersey and they're, you know, patting you on the back. But when you screw something up, can you handle it? Do you fight through it? Do you ball up your fist and keep fighting? But you know, we, they would always ask us these simple words. Is he decaffeinated or is he caffeine free? Because <laughs> you, some, some, some cats look like coffee. They smell like coffee. <laughs> but they <laughs> are decaffeinated as hell. <laughs> oh, and, and they will get you killed. <laughs> Mother, that's, Wise uh, words man. there, spoken by Mr. Eric Davis. And uh, one last question I want to leave you off with. And I don't think there's any better person to ask. There may be some bias attached to it, but Joe Montana or Tom Brady? The age new question. Um, what do you want? So what's the question, though? The, they say now, I should have rephrased, they say now that the greatest, at least many experts and many fans are saying that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. And I feel like a lot of people that say that hadn't actually witnessed Joe Montana play quarterback. Mm. And Brady's career is not done. He still has, you know, a few years left or whatever. But... If right now, if Brady were to retire, who would you say would be the uh, the so-called goat at the position? Okay, so a lot of different ways I have to I have to go into this. Number one, I don't. I, I'm glad you said he's still playing. I don't like um, comparing players, current players, to ghosts because the league changes, the rules change. Yeah. It's, it's the it's the LeBron. Irv, uh, LeBron MJ conversation, who you're, the competition you're playing against, the arena and the way you are allowed, the rules allow you to play. I was going to say the all, rules. It's all different. It, it changes things. So the most accomplished quarterback, that's um, Tom Brady. You play the game to win championships. So you look at this guy's career. He's gone to, what, nine Super Bowls? He's done it with good defenses, bad defenses. He's done it with a running game, without a running game, with receivers, without receivers. Um, that, that click, that level of winning and what he's doing, that's, we're talking about just pure accomplishments. He's, he's the most accomplished um, you know, quarterback of all times. Now, if we're just talking about play, who's the better player? Joe Montana is a better player. He's a better passer of the football. He, everything that he did, I, I still have to, I got to go that route. In those situations, in those big games, I'm going to still go with Joe. Mm-hmm. I've seen both of them play and, I didn't, and what was around him. And if so, and I'm not even going to throw the rules into it because there, it's just the way the game was played um, with the rules that he had to play with. And on top of that, the hits that he had to take, all these type things, Joe was getting destroyed. Boy, it was real. You can't, you can't, I mean, it was, it was, 
that was the way the game was taught. I mean, I was oh. taught I was taught to run through a cat with my nipples up, look him in his face, and grab him around his head like a spider monkey. That's how they used to teach us. <laughs> it's 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 like you 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 literally try to take a guy's head off. I remember Ronnie Lott used to always tell me. I remember when I got to the league, he told me he said ball carriers come in threes. He said so. You don't try to – he said, don't try to tackle the first guy. He said, you don't stop until you get to the third Dang. guy who's, who's two behind. <laughs> so like, so you, you go clean through that guy. That's the way the game was taught. And then, like, you come across the middle of the field. We all had this saying, there is an ass tax to pay. There's a toll. There is a troll under that bridge. And you can run between the hashes if you want to, but you may <laughs> be on a milk cart. That, that's that's how it is. You're gonna disappear, like like it, like like it's on you. So your quarter. So there 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 are ways that a, a quarterback can get yardage and things that he can do that they couldn't do then. So, um, like I said, most accomplished. That's Tom Brady, without question. Six rings, nine Super Bowls. I, I mean, hell, he went to the the AFC Championship game almost every year <laughs> for the last fifteen. Yeah. So. But he also wasn't getting tackled this hard, like you said, which is just such it's such a different game. It was such it's a more physical game. Yeah. It's di- it's different, so it's hard it's hard to compare eras. He's he's the best quarterback of his generation. Joe Montana, without question, was um, the best quarterback, um, with an accomplished quarterback in everything of his generation. But there are so many guys that they don't throw into that conversation because we always immediately go to the championship rings when, when they talk about so like you just did who's better joe montana or um tom brady did, did you forget about john elway yep guess what dan marino was pretty damn good yeah jim kelly jim kelly all these guys i played against i played against jim kelly and troy aikman troy aikman is the most accurate quarterback i ever played against he was the most accurate period um, Warren Moon. Warren Moon was a beast, man. There's so many good quarterbacks that you can go at, but we all put it on um, the Super Bowl rings. And this is the other thing, too. And I'm glad you didn't phrase it this way. Who's the best football player ever? There's no such thing. There's no such thing as the best football player because the jobs are all so position specific. Yeah, it's too too many positions. Everybody yeah, has a different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you, we can talk about how how great Tom Brady is. I guarantee you. I guarantee you, Tom Brady can't play right guard. Yeah, I mean, there's two sets of players out on the field at the same time. So I guess that would mean that you'd have to be the best offensive and defensive player on the field if you want to even be considered to be the greatest football player of all time. Uh, no, right, and right? that wouldn't be <laughs> no. And can I tell you that person still wouldn't be the best because whatever position he plays. So you say if you play wide receiver and corner, or quarterback and linebacker, you still can't play tackle, guard, yeah. running back, corner. kicker. You you can't you can't do it. I mean, the the hardest thing to do in professional sports is play quarterback. Uh, for from a position, the, the the hardest thing to do is to hit a baseball. But the hardest position to play is quarterback. The, I think it takes more athletic ability to play corner than anything. Yeah. But I also think basketball players are the most athletic creatures on the planet Earth. So so it's all in how you look yeah. at it. So, Good point. You know, so but that's that's the thing. I know I I went a long way around your question there, but no, because that's a long answer. There's a reason why because it's not a short answer. It's not like a one person or the other type of question. So 
Danny yeah. went out there listening. There you go. Absorb it. And, then all, and all of it's going to be based on who you like and who you don't like. But I mean, but there, there are just so many good guys and there are guys that can play because you always hear this guy couldn't play in this era. And it's the question that I get now, like you guys couldn't even play right now. And I've heard, had somebody tell me Ronnie Lott couldn't play now. And I'm like, guys, yeah. like, 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 are you kidding me? Because this is something always understand about the rule changes. They're always going to happen. But remember this, and, and as you watch through the years as the rule, rules change, always remember this. Rule changes affect the least talented players the most. Because hmm. remember, professional sports is not for everyone. And it's not about making it comfortable. It's about the best of the best. The most talented players adapt to the new rules faster. It takes some moment, but the new, but the, the talented players are always going to adapt. I kind of think a Hall of Famer would be able to adapt to the new rules. That's that's yeah. sort of the way I look at it. You know, you know, there are some things that just happen. You know, like we're talking about the Jets. I mean, you look at that tackle at the Jets. When you six seven three sixty, yeah. that that's that's just dumb, man. <laughs> athletic too and I remember and I remember Jumbo Elliott from the Giants and he was like 6'8 and he was over 350 but he wasn't running a 4'6 40 you know it's, it's crazy how these kids are now man but it's fun to watch but just just remember that about the rules just watch that because the rules will always change but you can't compare errors and what a guy would have done and how it would be because you know, I, I can't fault a guy, Tom Brady or LeBron or anyone, because they're not getting beaten up. Good for them. I wish I didn't yeah. have to beat guys up. My shoulders still hurt. <laughs> no, definitely, oh, definitely real. makes sense. You laughing. That's real. <laughs> that, that's, that is real. I do not sleep to the, through the night because I'm just tossing and turning because I can't stay on my shoulders with just so long. They hurt, man. It's real. It's real shit. Yeah. Damn. Well, something to keep in mind as you guys are watching football in the future and anyone out there listening. So on that note, I, I think it's time to wrap things up and give everyone your social media so we can all follow you, see what you're up to, listen to that new podcast. Where are you going to find you on Instagram? All right. Instagram. I, I, you know what? I just got myself back on all of these things. So Instagram underscore bump and run. B-U-M-P-N-R-U-N. Bump and run. Story of my life. What fed me. Um, and on Twitter, it is underscore Eric Davis underscore. I just recently got back on all of them. I don't know, a few months ago. So we're back. I'm rolling. I'm talking, holding court, just doing that and, you know, living life. Welcome yeah. back. The internet yeah, age. Back. We press yeah. forward through 2020. We're all on IG now, but it was great having you here. Awesome conversation. Follow Eric Davis, football legend. Check out those highlights. Check out the highlight that we were talking about earlier. It never gets old timeless folks this is the ryan show fm and we will return music by dj honky wonky let's go True. yo bismillah and rahman el rahim back to the block i pop squads a your team hip-hop guap i'm still grabbing pennies rap game got me mad derrick angeletti new school is whack you see the vet starting got a few left in me 
I'm Brett Farvin. It's all the rap, rap, and they sing songs. I'm Gorilla Rap, call me King Kong. Rap soldiers, special forces, Navy SEAL. Conquer the rap game without a major deal. Living the fast life, speeding on the autobahn. Slow the car down, the car seat contain my daughter Sean. Sean Major, knife, Sean Slayer. Revoke your ghetto pass, stupid John Mayer. In the car and heat on my lap Motherfucker, this is deeper than rap Motherfucker, shut the fuck up Shut the fuck up Yeah, talk all that bullshit Fuck out here Listen Firecracker, rap with a short fuse Backsmacker, rapper for rapping with auto tools Fucking rapping computer thug Stick the hard drive in your ass computer love Name your top five rappers, I smack out of them, they not live rappers, backpack rappers, on the bull, open the backpack with the gather the full clip. Every verse is kinda raw, old man rapping, you can with a dinosaur. I'm a Jurassic bastard, haphazardly clap at your faculty tragic. Magic, David Blaine, make rappers disappear when I change the game. MRC Tyson, assault and battery charge when the guards seem writing. Motherfucker, shut the f up. Yeah, You smoking new parts in my car? Hey, yo, Blick, they smoking new parts in the car, man. Gotta here, man. Alejandro, what's poppin', man? Hold up. Sean Price. Drew Han Buckshot, favorite artist. Get involved to get a job. Shut the f up. All good things must come to an end. Yes, even this broadcast. This is the Ryan Show FM. And all three of us are here to bid our farewells. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. A hell of a night. Yes, let's give it up for ourselves. Give it up for ourselves here tonight. The illest trio in broadcasting, the new world order of radio. If you don't know, now you know. Soon be on three minute radio. Yes, exactly. Do it. Let's do it. And we will be back at the same time, at the same location. Many different radio stations that you can choose from. Lots of different flavors, bandwidths. And probably new ones. In the last week, yes, we've uh, added quite a few new stations. So it can all be uh, checked and reviewed at the ryanshow.net slash affiliate stations. Lock it in, keep it loaded. And folks, we'll be back next week. Be sure to follow us at the real Mr. Cheeks 132 at Hamptons Dave at the Ryan Show. And folks, you know the rest. Anything else you'd like to add, gentlemen, before we ride off into the sunset, as they say? December 4th. Pop up, pop up shop TMT LB fan. New York City. Ooh, that's a that. dream combo. TMT LB fam. What? Yes, sir. Let's get it. Yes, let's do it. December 4th. Save the day. I want to lead off with everybody that voted out there. Congrats if you voted against him. Whatever you voted, you voted. Your your you know your vote counted. And especially for the people that voted on that winning side, we riding with Biden. Let's do this. Let's go, <laughs> <laughs> folks. We will see you next week. A bing. <laughs>